Time for a video. It's a round table. Let's have some fun again. Sorry about that, guys. That was odd. I just had a picture on the background. Um, welcome to another episode of Altered Universe Live. The show right here. This is the series that covers the nerdy, the geeky, the fandom, all the things that are just really fun. Um, of course, if you haven't already, go check out our Alter Universe Live Everyday Heroes, the series that covers things such as mental health, culture, history, and all of that other good stuff. If you haven't already either, uh, go subscribe on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, please. That way we can give you more and you'll be able to just click, boom, there you are. You're with us. All right, guys, so for today, we are going to have some fun roaming around the world with some theme parks. Now, we've done this multiple times, so if you've heard this story before, it's for the ones who haven't. But if you want to hear it again, that's cool too. All right, so first up, one of my favorites of all time, creepy abandoned amusement parks. Don't worry, this is nothing about me. It's just something I like. <laughs> um, so we're going to go over just a few um, of what uh, people around the world call the creepiest. Now, abandoned theme parks. Oh, excuse me. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Oh. Ticks. Kind of come. Um, abandoned amusement parks are not new. Everywhere around the world, there are places that it just, it's either too expensive to tear them down, they plan on maybe reopening, or it just become a kind of an attraction in itself. Now, the article we're reading from is from the website called alltherooms.com, which is a, a blog uh, written by uh, Carmela Rodriguez, and this was last updated on. Uh, May 21st, 2019. So some of the info is fairly new, considering it's only been a few years since. So the first one on the list here is one that we've talked about before on other lists. It's Six Flags New Orleans. Now, we all know the unfortunate Hurricane Katrina that whipped through Louisiana. And because of that, almost everything in the area was completely destroyed. Now, while government officials obviously came through to rebuild things like people's homes and government buildings and things like grocery stores and shopping centers, things like theme parks weren't necessarily on the list to be fixed. Why? Well, probably not on their first priority when that happens, but secondarily, sometimes they're far beyond help. Now, oh, excuse me. Oh. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Now, obviously, the devastation was horrible. The, um, what, the, what, it happened, what happened to people uh, with deaths and injuries and just general loss of, of your, your, uh, your, your, your city, this fell into just the unfortunate that there was enough money oh, sorry, sorry, guys, <coughs> to repair. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> excuse me, guys, uh, to, oh, excuse me, um, to repair. So since then, though, movies such as The New Planet of the Apes, as well as Jurassic World, have used the um, destruction 
as some of their backdrop for the film um, because it has a, as this person put it, an apocalyptic, apocalyptic site. And some of those movies work very well for them. Um, we talked about it in other episodes. There's no plan at all in doing this. A lot of the rides that were salvageable were moved to places like Texas. Uh, so that way they could be reused. But as far as the um, place itself, <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, as far as the uh, land itself, it's not happening. All right. The second one on the list we talked about before, Nara Dreamland in Japan. One of the most photographed theme parks um, in the world. This was built back in the 60s and deserted in 2006 due to minimal visitation. Um, again, a very beautiful look, a very awesome looking theme park. But as we're going to talk about a little bit later... That area, the, the theme parks don't seem to be sticking around. And at the same time, they're just not really taking them down. Now, I think because of the popularity of the abandonment photography, it's one of those things that they're kind of using to their advantage because they can probably still make some money with the tourism that's happening. But really, if you're, if you're not into taking pictures, it's a little creepy, a little odd. Their backdrop looks just like our Magic Castle, just different color. And if you guys watched the other episode, this was basically their version of Disneyland. Um, it is very pretty. It is very cool. But again, it's abandoned, so it's kind of creepy. All right, number three. Oh, Lord, this one again. We also talked about this one before. Disney's River Country. Now, I'm not going to go into the really disgusting things that happened, but let's just say upkeep did not work well when you're opening a theme park right outside of a natural area. Now, this is one of Disney's attempts of a water park. Um, obviously, following the things that happened in 2001, they shut it down and it just never reopened because there were too many other things that were happening as far as, like I said, upkeep <clears throat> and some quite weird things going on. Um, there are stories that are there. There's a whole series called Abandoned by Disney, and it's kind of like scary stories that may or may not have happened. And there's a lot of things that went through on here. I give them 5% credit on trying to make a water park, but really, if you're Disney, you stick to what you know what you're doing, and that's general theme parks. Next up, if you have seen this place, you will know how creepy it is. Land of Oz in North Carolina. An entire theme park devoted to the Wizard of Oz which at the time was a great idea. Opened back in the 1970s. 75, however, a fire came through, destroyed most of it. And again, it was, you know, there wasn't really a point of putting it back together. Now, unfortunately, if you see the pictures now, everything's rusted and burned, and it looks like it's possessed by some sort of evil spirit now. It is pretty cool, though how time has changed the elements and how the, the grass and the weeds are growing and how all this stuff is there. So again, it's a very interesting, eerie, kind of cool looking place. But again, it's abandoned and there is no sign of this ever coming back to life ever. The last one on the list here, and I'm going to mess this name up horribly. We have the Dunaujevarosi Vidam Park in Hungary. This was opened in 1953, was a communist-run theme park offering free fun for all people. 
After surviving on funds from the Communist Party for, 30, for 40 years, it was forced to shut its doors in 93, following the collapse of the Soviet Union. But you look at the pictures, it looks creepy and, and kind of nuts. It looks like a lot of people have come in and have tagged it and uh, spray painted all that stuff. But the rides are there and they are falling apart, but they're holding on. Now, this is interesting because this one probably, being that it was a Communist Party thing, and again, we usually don't get into politics here, but it has to go with the history. Being that it was run on the funds and because of the fall of the Soviet Union, it would make sense that this theme park had to shut down. Now, there was probably no intention or way anybody was going to touch it and reopen it considering the ties that it had, but one could say that Hungary, and I'm sure they have since then, could probably open a different theme park that is now just kind of a regular uh, kind of deal. So those are just a few of the abandoned. If you like more of that stuff, stay tuned because we have abandoned all this stuff all over the place. Um, <clears throat> next, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Um, next up, we are going to go to a theme park that is still around. And again, let's hope I don't mess this up. The Efteling um, oh, the Efteling theme park. This place looks really cool. If you're into fantasy, a little bit of steampunk-ish uh, stories, this is a theme park in the Netherlands, the largest one there. Think Alice in Wonderland meets really weird artwork from people in the, you know, old uh, European style. It's got a lot of very fairy tale esque things. You have everything from the fairy tale forest, which is kind of like Toontown for the young kids. You have rides for the whole family, um, like the Palace of Fantasy um, or the Max and Moritz family roller coaster. And then for the Daredevils, you have some of the more hardcore um, events. So We'll go in a little bit of each of each area, more or less. <clears throat> so you have the fairy tale forest, which is the theme there. Um, everything is basically colored as if it were kind of Alice in Wonderland. You have dragons, you have Pinocchio, the six swans, fairy tale tree, Hansel and Gretel, and Tom Thumb, just to name a few. Now, some of those might have sounded familiar. Remember, Disney and other people did take a lot of these fairy tales and turn them in. They were originally other people's. We have carousels. We have mini carousels, you know, in case the big one's too much. Uh, we got pedal chains, pedal trains. We have paper globbers, which looks like a weird interactive game where you throw paper into a little, or into actually gigantic um, statues. I don't know why. We do have kind of a dark ride. It looks a little resemble to, it's a small world, but with, bigger heads. We have trains. Um, you get to meet the inhabitants, which is basically the giant caricatures. Um, and you got a lot, and you got it. Oh, miniature world. That's really cool. You get to see a tiny version of all this stuff. And that's, so that's just in the younger area. Family attractions can include, like I said, the Maximum roller coaster. We have a 4D film called Fabula. We have a dark ride known as Symbolica. Um, another one, the Drum Vlucht. I apologize. We have boat rides. We have a haunted house. 
um, a river ride and a Thai temple with a high panoramic view. It's kind of like one of those uh, Vegas, um, you walk to the top. Among other things, we have a monorail, a museum, and a game gallery. This is kind of cool, guys. This is actually what I remember 90s um, theme parks to be like. Now for you daredevils, we have some old school dive coasters, water coasters, steel and wooden coasters, a cursed villa, an indoor roller coaster, a swinging ship, uh, just to name a few. So keep in mind, if you're in the Netherlands or you have been there before, you might have seen this place. This is something brand new to me. I had to, I, that's why I brought it up because I found this the other day and I was like, this is really cool. Um, look in place. I would love to have something like this here. Um, they have night shows. They have, uh, I'm sorry, nights as in uh, sword, um, you know, uh, sword fighting nights. We have water shows. There's the live entertainment with costume characters. We have park shows that involve puppets. You have your meet and greets and you have much more. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, obviously, with every oh, obviously with everything happening, there are the rules, but it does look like it's still open. So if you guys are there, I wouldn't just necessarily go run out and go take a flight necessarily. Um, but if you are out there, go check it out and send us some pictures. I would love to see what this is like in real life. I'm actually thinking of going on YouTube later and seeing if there's any of those point of view because this is really neat. This is like. This is going to be a weird connection, but uh, the Fry's uh, computer store that used to be around was decorated wholly with, um, fully, excuse me, um, with Alice in Wonderland stuff. This is just like that. This is literally, if you want to be in a fairy tale, this is what, what it is. It's kind of got that creepy look, but for those who are fans of it, you're going to love this. You're going to love this stuff. All right. From the cool to the not so cool, from the, the themeparkinsider.com, by the way, the last uh, website we're at was eftaling.com. You can go there to look at all the info. Um, from 2015, the author here put down some of the worst theme park attractions according to them. Keep in mind, 2015, it's been a while. Things have changed, some have been shut down. There might be worse rides now, who knows. First up though, we have the Dark Knight Coaster. Um, successfully, what they did, if you remember Magic Mountain, Six Flags, uh, they put a bunch of DC stuff when the movies are coming out. So we had Superman, we had Green Lantern, uh, the Riddler, Batman's Revenge, I think it was. This one, however, just didn't stand up to where, excuse me, to where the other ones were. Um, again, it was trying to be a, oh, excuse me, another Batman video, um, Batman roller coaster, but just the poorly decorated, the unfortunate location, and the way it looked, it just didn't hit the bill. Next one, called the Mind Eraser. This one's from Six Flags New England. Really, the problem with these guys, they said, is that it was so crazy, so loopy, so fast, that you don't even remember by the time you're out because your brain was literally scrambled. Now, for those who love the crazy roller coasters, you might disagree. I can't do them anyway, so I'm not the person to ask. But for people who like roller coasters and they're saying that this is bad, I'm sorry, for people who 
talk about roller coasters and you know they're saying bad that says something number three on my list fear factor live because who doesn't want to imitate doing all those gross things you see on the show this was like many other universal and disney uh shows a kind of get involved type of deal you got to do the stunts you got to do some of the weird stuff but again Fear Factor was loved by a few. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> um, was loved by a few. Having a reality show, not the greatest. Or a live show, excuse me. Number four on our list, Tomorrowland Speedway. Really, and we've talked about this another one with our guests. It's not so much that it was necessarily bad, but this was really for the young, young crowd, kid, uh, parents with kids. And once your kids got to a certain age, you stopped liking it. And even when you were on the ride with your young kids, you were like, really? So this is one of those things where it's more, it's less fun for the people who they're not really supposed to be aiming at. Now, last one here, also from Disneyland. Uh, I'm sorry, that was from Magic Kingdom. Uh, from Disneyland, Astro Orbiter. Um, it's a, um, well, they call it a carousel ride. Um, when they finally moved it to, I guess, ground level in the late 1990s, the appeal kind of was lost. And yeah, looking at this thing, go, it, yeah, it, it just, it's making me dizzy think about it. <clears throat> All right, guys, sorry about that. We're going to probably have to swing off a little bit. Only because I am talking a lot. All right, so uh, two more topics here really quick over. The most expensive theme park in the world, Universal Studios Beijing. This article from OrlandoInformer.com, written in 2018, talks about how they have now taken the record of most, um, most expensive. Um, it's the size. It's the amount of money put in. It's the amount of um, of uh, th uh, rides and shows and events. They have the ability over there. Um, most of the um, theme parks in uh, Asia do tend to be bigger and uh, better than ours just for the sheer fact of space. Um, they also open over their Toy Story Land. They have their version of Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And then, of course, you have um, things like the Minions that we have over here as well. Um, excuse me. So really, what is all the money going to? So it's bigger than the other universals we have. Um, let's see. You have all of their rides that we have plus more. You have areas that we don't have. Um, such as something called the Music Plaza, which I think it's where they have their shows. So I'll look that up. Um, they have a projection mapping parade, literally a holographic parade where you don't have to be in all the things. You can see it up on the walls now. Um, they are beating Disney in the size and the money. We will see. Um, so it was expected to ex ex um, open last year. Obviously, everything happening. With all that, um, excuse me, uh, um, you know, we don't know, but honestly, 
Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Billions and billions of dollars just on that. Now, lastly, we're going to kind of go back and be a little hypocritical because our last choice here, that's really creepy. Why are theme parks in Japan so um, uh, rotted and, and fallen apart? Um, the article that I wrote that I'm reading from, tofugu.com, basically talked about how there's a misconception, how everybody thinks, like I just said, that they do so much better. Now, they do better generally, but they wrote down three main reasons why most of them fail. Like we just mentioned, bigger size. Too much stuff, too much space, things are going to go down worse. When you have Disneyland that is expanding, and again, people are saying that's not a good idea, the more you have, the worse things can get. Because they have so much space, they just keep growing and things just keep on breaking. Next up, banking. Apparently, a lot of banks have failed in that area. They've either given bad loans or they haven't been able to give them loans because the bank is going down. Without money, you don't stay open. Third, other parks. So parks are competing against themselves because they keep opening other ones. So some of the examples, Takakonuma Greenland, Nara Dreamland that we brought up earlier, um, Gulliver's Kingdom, Koga Family Land, and let's see. Um, okay, those, those are the main three there. Those are some examples of big parks that are abandoned because they were shut down. But keep in mind, you have the Disney's over there, you have the Universal's over there, you have similar to Magic Mountain-esque type of things. There are ones that work and there are ones that stay up. But just because you have the time and the space, you may not have the money and the ability to keep up the work. All right, guys, before we end, we are going to do our chats. So it looks like we got, uh, my wife is amazing. Love you, honey. So this was from talking about the Hurricane Katrina. Wonder how you move an entire ride. Um, didn't say in the article here. My guess would be you're probably going to be taking apart and then rebuilding it or you're gonna take the pieces that are usable, maybe the decorations, and then build a new track around that. I don't know. We'll have to look into that and see how that works. All right, guys, I am gonna go get some water now. Hope you enjoyed this video. If you haven't already yet, please again, subscribe to YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter to get all the notifications. We love you all, thank you so much. If you weren't able to watch live, you can watch them recap on here. Have a wonderful day. Tomorrow's Monday, a brand new week.